We begin. Welcome, everybody. We are here on the Florida State League Radio Network. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in here on Spotify and on Anchor. We are also on we are also on Google Plays and Apple Podcasts. Today, we are here with Thaddeus, 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 sorry, Cruz here today. I'm sorry. It's I'm terrible name. with names. It's, it's a tough name. It's okay. But we are here today with him. He is the Clearwater Threshers broadcaster who has been with Florida, the Fire Frogs, and also with Biloxi. Thank you for joining me today. And uh, you'll be asking me some questions today uh, about this podcast and kind of about me and me as a person and what I do and <laughs> stuff. So... Very right, I, thought you were, I thought you were questioning me here. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, so fire away and ask me anything that you want to know about the podcast and about why I started it. And that I mean, you just asked the very first question in my head. What made you want to start this podcast, specifically with the Florida State League? Well, I you know I went to my first Florida State League game in 2015, so I got to see the Threshers and the St. Lucie Mets. It was in June of 2015, and. Uh, I had so much fun going to it. I got two foul balls while I was at the game, and I really enjoyed it. And I kind of I didn't go in 2016. I went back in 2017 with a friend of mine, and I just kind of gravitated towards it. The players were amazing. Uh, I got to talk to um, guys like Drew Stankiewicz at the time and some really awesome people, and I just really gravitated to the league and to the team, to the, not only to the Threshers, but to the rest of the league. And um, I started following it a lot more. I uh, went on this app called Amino. I started doing blogs and doing games of the weeks and stuff, and um, I had a lot of fun doing it. So uh, 2018, I started my first season doing this podcast, and uh, uh, ever since then, I've just really been wanting to do it. And last season, it was kind of smaller but this season I uh, grown it and it's became big and now I'm on Instagram and I might even be starting a YouTube channel here soon for nice. this. So very excited. Very yeah. um, fun. So have you been following? Have you been following baseball very long or is this I have I've gone to a lot of a uh, lot of games. Uh, I went to the I've been to Rays games before in '06 when I was okay. really young, uh, and I I mean I was at games last season for the Threshers. I was at six games last year. Most of them were Dollar Tuesdays because that's all I could <laughs> afford. But I still went to a lot of games, and I just really love baseball. I just love how it's just so classic, and it's just it with other games it's becoming so technologically advanced now especially in like football and basketball it's so there's so much they use so much technological into the game in baseball there's not much technologic technology that goes into the game it's kind of just a classic feel to you really can't change much about baseball you can change a lot about basketball and football so i really like baseball and there's good things that come out to it and there's bad things that come out of baseball but i still am gonna love the sport no matter how long it goes till and until it until baseball is not a thing anymore i will still love the sport so talk about technology making an impact in sports one of the big things that's coming around now, especially with the way cameras are set up, mm-hmm. watching baseball, mm-hmm. and when you watch a broadcast on TV, mm-hmm. every station now, for the most part, I don't think I've ever seen a station not have it recently, yeah. has a strike zone. Mm-hmm. And it's fairly accurate. About 99% of the time, yeah. it's getting the ball or strike correct. Yeah. Do you think Major League Baseball, they're trying it now at, a, at an indie ball uh-huh. about I an saw automated that. strike zone. Do you think that Major League Baseball should implement that 
in the coming years. I think it should. I I, I think someone you, finally <laughs> agrees with me. On you this. look at you look at how sometimes you look at some of these umpire calls and you're like, what are they doing? This is not. This is so far away from what the actual call should have been. So yeah, I do believe so. I think it might. I mean, I think it might be a lot better. I know there will be probably some kinks and stuff, but nowadays with technology and how it's advanced from whenever they came out with the first cell phone or whatever, um, it's just advanced and it's incredible to see you know how they've used it in the sport, not to change the game, but to really incorporate it into all the scouting and everything. So yeah, I think that it would actually be a lot better and stuff, and it would help the umpires get a better... Um, have a better accuracy in strikeouts and balls and calling pitches and outs and home runs. So, yeah, I think that it's a, that would be actually really good for major leagues and especially minors. He gets me. <laughs> and it's not, it's not a slide on the umpire. No, either. no, like definitely. Any, if, if someone came up to me and said, I have this technology to make you a better yep. broadcaster, I would take that in a heartbeat. Yep. And and I agree with you on the whole thing. If mm-hmm. if it actually with the defined strike zone, it as an umpire, if you see that over and yeah. over and over and over again, instead of creating your own zone, because to me, Definitely. a batter should not have to adapt to a human being's interpretation of the exactly. strike zone. The strike exactly. zone is a rule, yeah. and if you can make it as accurate as possible. Mm-hmm. Why not do it? But exactly. Sorry, I could talk about this. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't think you have that much time. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much time. I I got people who are like killing me right now. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I think that'll be really good. I think you know there are plays where umpires they make mistakes on. I know they're human, but I think it. You know, and and they might not. They might keep umpires around, but incorporate well, it a little. Keep them. Incorporate keep them. a little bit into like you know, and incorporate it a little bit into the game as like. You know, maybe they wanted there's like a booth that wanted to challenge a play and not just a team and stuff like in the major leagues. So I think mm-hmm. it would actually go really well, and I think that would be a good idea for the majors, and especially even the minors. Uh, what else we got? I was expecting to ask the questions. <laughs> I thought it'd be vice versa. I can uh, even ask you a couple. I can ask you one or two questions. Right, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be now asking. Uh, Thaddeus. Thad, yeah, there. I'll have you say. I'm terrible Ted. with names. Call me Ted. 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 <laughs> or Thad or whatever. Uh, um, okay, so I'll be asking him uh, two quick questions here. The first quick question is, uh, really, why did you get into broadcasting and why did you like, like, how did you gravitate towards this team and getting a job and really trying out for this team? Why did I get a job in broadcasting? Mm-hmm. One, because I am terrible at sports <laughs> and I needed to figure out a way to stick around it. Stick around that it. That is yeah. the... Full blown. That is exactly that. how I yeah. am too. I'm terrible at sports. Uh, and how how I got into it, it was really like I said. I just wanted to stick around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something I want to give a shot. And to be honest with you, it mm-hmm. came from like extremely light practice of mm-hmm. just playing video games, playing video games, <laughs> yep, and just that's how putting I it am. on mute and doing my own broadcast. That's to what it. I, do. I said I have fun doing this, even though I'm in control of what's going on. But uh, and then at school. I had actually been majoring in a different uh, subject. It was actually English creative writing, Mm -hmm. which I got my degree in that. Then as soon as I finished that, I went into mass comm, telecom news. Mm -hmm. And one day, in one of my courses, can't remember what, (laughs) um, my friend Cassandra, or Cassandra, she she mentioned to me how there was a, Mm -hmm. I went to USF out in Tampa, and she mentioned to me how there was a Bulls radio meeting Mm -hmm. that night for the sports department. Said I should go. I ended up going. 
Uh, we had our first meeting. I had to do production work first. Mm-hmm. I basically you have to work your way up the ladder there. So I, you start in production, then you go on the air, then yeah. you do whatever pretty much. Um, so I go on the air. I do production work for a few times. Go on my first baseball game. It was USF against Bethune-Cookman. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't give you the date. I just know the matchup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and did that first game with Nick Renowitz, who's now in ESPN Orlando. Yeah. And really just kept doing it from there. The next year... I did, mm-hmm. like, one football game on the air, then the rest was production. Did a bunch of softball games. If you've never called softball before, <laughs> That must be interesting. Awesome. Yeah, Tyler must be interesting. Tyler Cruiser, Tyler McConnell, he's at USF, too. He'll graduate <laughs> in May, but softball is awesome. Volleyball, too. Yeah. Volleyball and softball are, like, the two best sports. They're just so fast, and there's a lot of energy going I on. I will say, we never got a chance to do volleyball. You never, oh, no, we did man. softball. We never had volleyball. <laughs> volleyball was awesome. <laughs> yeah, we and we had a good team out. when I was there, too. Awesome. Uh, but, yeah, and it's just... And then it's one of those things you keep doing it night yeah. after night after night. You just fall in love with it, yeah. and it becomes yeah. a part of you. The thing about minor league baseball, Tyler might figure this out over the course of the year. I don't know. He's looking at home games, so I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But it really becomes an addiction. My first year doing all 140 was in AA Biloxi in 2015 because mm-hmm. I was here in 2014 as an intern, mm-hmm. and I only did like 40 games. Maybe. Yeah. And in Biloxi, my first year, I did all 140 production producing from the uh, studio that we had mm-hmm. out there, WGCM. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that final out was recorded, mm-hmm. when we lost in Game 5 against the Chattanooga Lookouts in the Southern League Championship Series, <laughs> my first thought was, what am I going to do with my life? Because yeah, I yeah. had no idea what I was going to do Because you didn't know where you were going to go after, months. yeah. Yeah, and then like after a week or so without baseball, I would wake up middle of the night... Mm-hmm. For no reason, just staring mm-hmm. at the ceiling and almost like a withdrawal kind of. Mm-hmm. It was something I did every single day, and all of a sudden it was gone. Uh, but it's it's fun to get into. It is something that if, when you do get into it, you mm-hmm. have to understand. This is very specific towards baseball. You have to understand that it is a grind. I got it here is. at eleven thirty this morning Gosh. for a six thirty game. And you guys were here to see this. I wasn't fully ready to go until like 5.45. Yeah, I was here. And that yeah. was going a mile a minute trying to get everything in place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, understand it is a grind, but it's still fun. Once you yep. kick on that mic and go on yeah. the air, all the stuff you did for the seven, eight hours of prep work getting ready, it all comes to fruition with what everything you say on the air. And yeah. It makes it all worth it for a three-hour game. And especially, you would have to think, too, also with, like, this league just being based out of Florida. They even, you, you get to see all of Florida, but you get to, you don't have to travel a ton. It's not like in the Southern League where you have to go to different states and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be a lot easier for you guys and to be able to travel to the different stadiums and get to see all the, and it, it, and some of these places are gorgeous. I mean, mm-hmm. I know certain places like Tampa, Dunedin, not too far away from Clearwater, but, guys, I mean, places like Lakeland, gorgeous area in Lakeland. Um, I mean, places down like in Palm Beach and Jupiter and uh, St. Lucie, very nice areas. So it must be really cool to be able to get to kind of see all these different places. And the last question here I have for you today, or I guess this evening right now, it's 11 o'clock, almost 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, The last question is... um, the Threshers' rough start to the season, they have uh, – their hitting has been a little bit rocky. Their pitching has been up and down. Tonight, actually, Alejandro Requina had a really good game tonight, pitching six innings of work and having a shutout up until uh, the bullpen pretty much blew it uh, towards the end of the game. Where do you think that this team could go to? Of course, this team last season, a playoff team, 
under manager Sean Williams. This team is brand new. All new faces, all guys from Lakewood last year, only a few guys who actually aren't from Lakewood played on Clearwater's team last year. Where do you think this team could head to this season? Uh, and if they could make it back to the playoffs, what do you think is your, what do you think they're going to do this year? I think this team has a shot at the playoffs. You're looking at the majority of this team last year in Lakewood Mm -hmm. came a game away from the South Atlantic league championship. Uh They fell to Lexington, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even so it's, and I say this all the time on the air in the early portion of the season, with minor league baseball, you have to be careful in falling in, in love with teams yep. that get out to a hot start, and you have to be careful of denying teams who get yeah. off to the start like the Threshers have because at any given moment, something yep. can flip with these players, and they can just take off. Yep. And out of nowhere, here's a 10-game winning streak. And yeah. the pieces are there. I mean, if you look, the starting pitching, I was I was actually expecting something like this to happen early yeah. start of the year with everyone to not really be – lights out to start out the season because they don't have the same amount of time during spring training Mm -hmm. as the major league teams do so and these guys are young too some Mm -hmm. things it's only like their third professional season some it's their second yeah Uh, spencer howard even told me the other day the difference between his first start in which he went four and a third 80 pitches Mm -hmm. compared to his last start which was six innings 80 pitches a shutout ball Mm -hmm. was just knowing that the hitters are better in this league yeah and so he has to adapt to that it the funny thing about baseball it's constant adaptation batter to batter pitch to pitch and it's a chess match out there with every single Mm -hmm. pitch that's part of the beauty of it is you know in basketball you can have someone coming in shooting 50 percent he's pretty much guaranteed look at rich harden you know he's gonna jack up 30 shots a game and put up 30 points yep Matt Veerling yesterday hitless a snap of six game hitting streak yep. and tonight he gets three hits and he hit the ball well tonight. He did hit and the ball. And he looked back like the Matt Veerling before uh, the final game against Lakeland. So this team and another thing you have to keep in mind with the way the schedule is set up, it's split into halves yep. and there's a constant flux of roster yeah. movement going on. So yep. yes, some of the better players will eventually go up to double A. But mm-hmm. at the same time, Clearwater is going to get some of the better players from Lakewood. Yeah. It's just the way it happens. Yeah. And those guys can help out wherever they can. And you look at some of the guys who ought to off slow start with the bat. Rodolfo Duran, one of them, mentioned he only had he was 2-for-20 coming into tonight. But at the same time, smacked mm-hmm. a career high in home runs last year. And, yep. he, and he squared up the ball his last two at-bats, mm-hmm. unfortunately resulting in lineouts, <laughs> which yeah. is yeah. the way it's just going for him right now. Yep. But even so, behind the plate and – he has a cannon for an arm, so when it comes to holding down base runners, you know, he can help out in that sort of way. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, the one thing about catchers is they you can afford to have a catcher that hits like mm-hmm. 220, 230, no, something definitely. like that, yeah. but they know how to manage a game mm-hmm. and can manage base runners. Yeah. They're doing their job. Oh, definitely. Um, and then you look, again, I mentioned Matt Veerling. Simon Muzioti didn't start yeah. today, but he's another young bat to keep he got an pinch, eye on. He did get pinch run He did, he did pinch run, and he scored a he run. He did get in. That, uh, was it the so. 10th inning, I think it was? I think so, 10th yeah. or 11th. But Muzioti, they get to see him. He's a solid player. Yep. And these guys, Prospect. it's just it's just a matter of time before yep. Chris Heinz and Marty Malloy, Chris Heinz, the hitting coach, yeah. it's just a matter of time before they turn the right key yeah. and get this get this offense and I th- and I think I think another thing is I think you know all these guys coming from Lakewood it's you know we you know trans I know they had spring training here but it you know it's it's different when you're playing on a minor league field compared to playing in a regular major league-ish minor league stadium it's it's a lot different so I you know there might be a transition thing possibly that you know trying to transition from Lakewood to Clearwater but I think I think this team has potential. Um, I think this team will have some 
good moments this year, and I think they have a chance of making the playoffs. They'll be a playoff contender, I tell you, by uh, September or by August. So I think this team will do really good. Again, thank you to Thad Cruz here on the podcast or on the podcast, the Florida State League Radio Network, which you guys can listen to on Spotify, Anchor. Google Podcast and or Google Play, excuse me, and Apple Podcast. You could see Thad Cruz all over the Florida State League on the MILB app for the uh, Clearwater Threshers all season long. It's going to be a great year, and uh, good luck to the Threshers this season. And thank you for uh, letting me have you on today. No, not a problem. Anytime. Thank you. Have a good one.